It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A New Jersey Devils legend has decided to call it a career, so let's reminisce over his career. I think we all know who I'm talking about, so let's get the show on the road, so buckle up. Also, fair warning, be prepared for a major hot take towards the end of the episode. You have been warned. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Lockdown Devils podcast here on the Lockdown Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 5.14 p.m. Eastern Time, September 20th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, I know it's been a while, but we are back to five episodes a week. So uh, if you've been keeping tabs with my show uh, for the past few weeks or so, I've been posting only about three episodes a week or four episodes a week. It's just because we were in the heart of the offseason. The news starts to slow down a little bit. Teams have pretty much made their big free agency signings. We already know, um, you know how our team is going to stack up uh, coming into this season. Uh, you know, just a few uh, big news days here and there. But now that we're uh, fast approaching uh, the start of the season, now that, you know, training camp is starting to get underway, we're starting to see some of the Devils rookies shine in these exhibition uh, matchups. I'm really uh, looking forward to just uh, giving you guys all the news for now five episodes a week once again. But uh, before we talk about the rookies, I I did uh, plan on yesterday uh, just talking about uh, the rookies that were a big surprise. Uh, so if, if you uh, were keeping tabs with the Devils over the weekend, they were having their prospect camp, and apparently their top line was impressive. I want to talk about Alexander Holtz. I want to talk about some of the other rookies that were performing well. However, I am going to postpone that episode because we have to talk about some breaking news. And no, it doesn't really affect the New Jersey Devils, but this is a player who's been with the organization for a very long time. He played his uh, 15th and final season in the NHL with the New York Islanders, unfortunately, but still a Devils legend. Travis Zajac has decided to call it a career. So I kind of saw this one coming a mile away. I I would say when he was traded to the New York Islanders, I I just said, okay, here's what Tom Fitzgerald, here's what the Devils organization was basically planning. They said, look, we we know that we're not really going to make it to the playoffs. We know we're not really going anywhere. So we're going to trade you away and just basically give you one last chance to possibly win a Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, Travis Zajac on, uh, went to the New York Islanders along with Kyle Palmieri. In return, the major uh, centerpiece for us was that first-round pick that ended up becoming Chase Stillman. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, going back to my main point, I kind of saw that coming a mile away because Travis Zajac, let's face it, he was just a throw-in for that uh, Islanders uh, trade a while back. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that he didn't really look like himself uh 
this past season while he was playing with the Devils and while he was playing with the Islanders, certainly, because at times he was just a non-factor. So when we're looking at his numbers, let's just get the bad out the way, then we'll talk about the good and we'll reminisce. Um, uh, he appeared in 13 regular season games. He had one goal, one assist for a grand total of two points, albeit, you know, the Islanders, they're full of veterans. Uh, they definitely have more options to go to, but still, when he was playing with us, he kind of looked, um, you know, he looked a, a, a lot better. Let, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt he looked a whole lot better uh this past season compared to um the 2019-2020 season in which he put up uh 25 points in 69 game appearances because uh while he was with the devils uh to start the season he appeared in 33 games had seven goals 11 assists for a grand total of 18 points now the thing about travis ajak he's played with the organization for a good while so of course his stats are going to look a lot better to like a devils fan but for a casual hockey fan, they're probably going to be thinking like, uh, Travis Zajac, nothing really special. He doesn't really have any accolades to his name. And, you know, I'll talk about that in the third and final segment of the show. Because while Travis Zajac is a devil's legend, do you think he'll get a Hall of Fame consideration? You know, I think that is a, you know, I, I'll save my answer for the end of the episode. But anyway, getting back to what I was talking about. It's just that, um, you know, he just didn't look like himself this past season. He looked, uh, you know, a couple steps out of it. And like I said, I, I just saw it coming a mile away that he was going to retire. It's one of the reasons why I didn't do a silly season episode this past offseason on should the New Jersey Devils reconnect with Travis Zajac. I did a couple episodes regarding Travis Zajac, but it's mostly what he said in the media about our organization and comparing it to the New York Islanders organization. So after the Islanders were eliminated from the playoffs, I was starting to see some articles pop up during the course of the offseason. Should the New Jersey Devils reconsider bringing Travis Zajac back because we needed some depth at the center position. That's why when the New Jersey Devils signed uh, someone like Mark uh, Jankowski to that PTO deal, I said out of all the players, Jimmy VC or Tyler Watherspoon, uh, the other players signed to those PTO deals, I said that Jankowski has the best chance of making the team just due to the fact that there's a couple openings at the center position. So, uh, you know, when I'm looking at it from that perspective, you're just like, you know, Travis Zajac, we're very familiar with him. We know what he could potentially bring. But at the end of the day, the reason why I didn't do an episode about that was because I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but I knew he was going to retire. And I think we talked about this in past episodes prior. We just said that Travis Zajac most likely will give it one last go to try to win a Stanley Cup Finals. He appeared in the Stanley Cup Finals with the New Jersey Devils back in 2012. Obviously, they lost to the uh, Los Angeles Kings. So, you know, at least he got to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's more than a lot of other players can say. So, you know, when we're looking at it from that perspective, it was just like, you know, at the same time, the uh, Islanders are our one of our biggest rivals. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of former Devils players on that roster. Not only Travis Zajac, but Kyle Palmieri, Corey Schneider, uh, Andy Green. And, you know, I know I'm probably missing a player here and there. But, you know, you got Lou Lamorello running it for the Islanders. Just one GM of the year uh, over the offseason. So, you know, when, when we're looking at it like that, I guess you could say he kind of retired like a New Jersey Devil. But to make it official, he signed a one-day contract uh, today at the time of this recording um, to, to retire officially as a New Jersey Devil. But don't worry, he will still be involved in the Devils organization just as a consultant. So at least he's still uh, going to be a part of the organization. And quite honestly, I kind of do like that move. I think this is going to be 
uh, a very good thing for the New Jersey Devils organization. We'll talk more about that in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from Fantrax. So, all right, hockey fans, now I'm going to give you the inside track on fantasy hockey. It's Fantrax. Fantrax free NHL fantasy hockey league manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. Sign up for free today, and as a special offer for Locked On U-Team fans, you'll be entered to win an official NHL-signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash Locked On and sign up the top dynasty fantasy hockey platform in the industry. Fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty keeper redraft and best ball leagues. Go deep into the ultimate keeper and dynasty leagues. Create a simple redraft league or even a customizable best ball league with up to 2,000 teams. Coming from another service, Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize if needed. Ever have a trade go wrong or make a mistake in dropping a player? If you had leagues on Yahoo or ESPN, migrate to Fantrax for a better experience. Fantrax commissioner tools allow you to undo any move with one simple click among the most trusted names in fantasy sports in 2008, offering hockey, football, baseball, basketball, college basketball, college football, golf, soccer, and NASCAR. If there's anything lacking in your current fantasy league manager, Fantrax likely has it. Fantasy sports doesn't sleep, and neither does Fantrax with seasons running 365 days a year. There's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax makes it a permanent home for all their fantasy leagues. Again, sign up for free today and be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up today. That's Fantrax.com slash locked on. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. And now the second live read comes from DirecTV. So does this scenario sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package so uh overall when we're reflecting on the career for travis ajax so i kind of focused on just basically the end part of his career. I talked about how the last couple of years he looked very slow for the New Jersey Devils organization. He kind of fell out of uh, favoritism in the rotation. Uh, the Devils were leaning more towards their young guys, which is why he possibly just fell out of favoritism. But, you know, that usually happens when you're a rebuilding organization. I'm sure he grew frustrated with the organization, even though he probably didn't demand for a trade. He probably inferred it somehow, some way behind closed doors. But, you know, the Devils were able to grant him his wish. He was a throw-in deal in that Paul Mary and that, uh, let's just say, you know, for the sake of argument and just the sake of the discussion, Chase Stillman, because that's what that first-round pick ended up becoming. And, uh, you know, gets the Islanders organization isn't really much of a factor. But at the same time, if they hypothetically won the Stanley Cup Finals, then, you know, he would still be able to get a ring and things of that nature. So, you know, uh, for for uh, Travis Ajak, I want to focus mostly on the good because I do want to re- reflect on his career. Because the thing is, we were kind of mad at Travis Ajak 
uh, this past summer because he kind of said some stuff to the media. He was throwing shade at the organization. He basically said, if you weren't 25 or 26, you didn't fit in with the New Jersey Devils organization. But like I you know, said, it's kind of hypocritical for him to say that because once he got to the league and started to, you know, make his, uh, you know, presence known, he took someone's, you know, spot. So, you know, what goes around comes around. So when, when we're looking at it from that perspective, I'm sure it was just in the heat of the moment. He was just happy to be back in the playoffs. It's been a while since we were competitive in the playoffs because 2018, we got gentlemen swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning in which we lost uh, five games to them. Uh, the last time we were actually competitive prior to that was 2012 for our Stanley Cup finals run. So I'm sure he was just happy to be on a competitive team once again in uh, the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. So, you know, I can't fault him for that. So maybe it was just a heat of a moment. But let's just focus on his legacy with the New Jersey Devils organization. So when looking at Travis Zajac's numbers on paper, I think I've said this before in the episode, it doesn't really, uh, you know, impress you. There's nothing eye-popping if you're not a New Jersey Devils fan or if you're a casual hockey fan. However, New Jersey Devils fans will tell you this because... Travis Ajak was not only a very nice guy, but he was also a pretty good two-way player. So did you know uh, from 2013 to 2017, he was always in the running for the Frank J. Selke Award? He was never really, you know, a true contender, but he was always amongst the top 50 in the NHL in terms of being a decent two-way player. So in 2013, this is all courtesy of HockeyReference.com, he finished in 38th in in the voting. Then uh, the year after that, 35th, and then uh, the year after that, 48th. So always in the top 50 in terms of just being a decent two-way player. So I'm glad some people uh, took notice to that. Uh, Like I said, he was never a threat to win it, but... At the same time, New Jersey Devils fans will tell you that, you know, he, he was actually pretty good uh, in the defensive part of the zone. And, you know, his offensive numbers, nothing eye-popping, nothing impressive. But I think we appreciated his determination and his hustle. And he was always also in the running for the Lady Bing Award. And uh, similar to his uh, Selkie, uh, you know, just uh, making a case for himself in that regards, he was never a, you know, legitimate contender to win the Lady Bing Award. But at the same time, you know, in the top 50, because from 2019 to 2021, he was uh, in the top 50. However, he finished 46th, 46th, and 46th. So, you know, at least he's consistent. That's all I can say. And uh, his best chance of winning uh, the Selkie Award actually came during the 2009-2010 season, which he finished in the sixth position. If you're curious to know who ended up winning that award uh, that season, it was Pavel Datsuk from uh, the Detroit Red Wings. So uh, just an interesting fact right there. But yeah, uh, Travis Zajac that season finished in the sixth position. So that was his best chance of winning the Selkie Award. But, you know, uh, always close but to no cigar. But at least he was always consistent in putting his name in the Selkie Award. So... Uh, the year prior to that, he actually finished in the seventh position for that award as well, 2008, 2009. Uh, and once again, Pavel Dasuk ended up winning it for the Detroit Red Wings organization once again. And he received about 55 uh, first place votes. And then uh, if we're looking at the very next season in which Travis Ajak once again finished in the sixth position, he actually received five second place votes and uh, then six uh, fourth place votes, uh, three third place votes, and 
five fifth place votes but you know Pavel Datsuk was just you know we we all know how good he is so uh, the one thing I could say about Zaychek was that he was somewhat consistent which is why he was able to stick around with the New Jersey Devils organization for so long despite you know just uh I, I guess his stats overall were always solid but nothing very spectacular but one thing I do want to talk about was that uh, Zajac was sort of like the Iron Man for the New Jersey Devils. So from 2007 through 2011, he appeared in all 82 games. So th- that that takes a lot. And then, you know, his rookie year, so 2006-2007, he uh, appeared in 80 games, had 17 goals, 25 assists for a grand total of 42 points, and he actually finished in the top 10 for the Calder Memorial Trophy. So, you know, he was always close to winning some sort of accolades, but he was just, there, there was nothing that really put him over the edge. And, you know, part of that is just playing with the New Jersey Devils organization. We're a small market team, so, you know, we're not able to, uh, you know, get the high amount of promotion as maybe some of the original six teams get or maybe like a team like the Vegas Golden Knights or the Seattle Kraken get if you need a more modern reference but you know overall it's just like I think that's what I respect most about Zajac was just that he played every single game he played hard and you know he always asserted himself and uh, fun fact, even though uh, the league only played 48 games that year, he actually led the NHL. He led the entire league in games played during the 2012-2013 season, which he appeared in all uh, 48 games. So just to give you some reference there. So for Travis Zajac, it's just like, um, you know, let, let's just look at his overall rankings in terms of New Jersey Devils history. So uh, 14 years with the New Jersey Devils organization, so we're not counting any of uh, the appearances for the New York Islanders, uh, uh, you know, this past season. Uh, so overall, in his 14-year career with the Devils, he appeared in 1,024 games, which is fourth all-time in Devils history, 202 goals, third all-time, 348 assists, fifth all-time, 550 points, third all-time. And we know, I guess, the biggest accolades to his name is just his consistency, the fact that he was an Iron Man for the New Jersey Devils at one point. He led the NHL in games played during the 2012 and 2013 season. And even though he didn't win the Stanley Cup Finals, you know, he made an appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals. That's all I can say. Like, and, you know, for Travis Ajak, you're probably wondering, you know, should he go to the Hall of Fame? Should he get that recognition? Should he get that consideration? Uh, I'm going to tell you guys that in a second, but first I have to give you guys the third and final live read, and it comes from Bilt Bar. So did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, I love coconut, so if you haven't tried all the flavors, you get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these statistics. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so isn't that neat? The Olympics will be coming up in a few months, so the offer is go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. 
Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. So we've covered the board a lot for Travis Ajak. We talked about his lows. We talked about his highs. We uh, talked about what does he mean to the New Jersey Devils organization. So basically, let's do a little bit of a recap. So we talked about just uh, his final season uh, playing in the NHL with both the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders. We talked about just giving one final go to win that championship. And then we talked about him being the Ironman for the New Jersey Devils. We talked about his consistency, about you know putting his name for the uh, Frank J. Selke Award. Uh, he also uh, was always nominated for the Lady Bing Award. However, he was never a threat to win any of those uh, awards. He always, you know, had a, a couple of seasons here and there that put his name into, uh, you know, higher contention. But we all know that he wasn't really going to win it. But still, it was nice attention that people were giving him. And then, you know, we talked about just, uh, you know, the lack of accolades. But overall, we just talked about the solid production. I think that's what most people respect. The fact that Travis Zajac was able to just play in 82 uh, straight games for like five seasons and his rookie year, you know, it could have been six seasons, but, you know, he appeared in 80 games uh, his rookie year. Uh, and, and like I said, you know, when we're talking about uh, just him putting his name into the awards races, uh, he was in the top 10 for the Calder Memorial Trophy uh, running during his respective rookie year. So uh, for Travis Ajak, he, he's definitely uh, had an interesting track history, but uh, the casual fan and the uh, average New Jersey Devil fan just doesn't seem to realize what he uh, overall brings to the organization. But, you know, but if you were unfamiliar with what Travis Ajak was able to do for the organization, I think the main takeaways I want to give you is that solid production was always consistent and overall just, um, you know, was an Iron Man for the organization and was the epitome of what New Jersey Devils hockey is all about. Was also an alternate captain for our organization for a long time. I thought he deserved the uh, C uh, captain uh, lettering on his uh, sweater, but, you know, it, it just didn't come to fruition. But, you know, we're not going to reminisce over that. And, you know, I talked about his achievements, how he ranks in New Jersey Devils history and, you know, he's in the top five for a lot of the scoring categories and games played. And he uh, will be uh, recognized on March 10th uh, against um, the Winnipeg Jets, which is actually pretty interesting because Travis Zajac originally hails from Winnipeg. So that's just the perfect time to honor him. Uh, it, yeah, it, you, you couldn't have written up any better. He's basically going to be... Uh, you know, in front of his uh, hometown team, you know, the, the Winnipeg Jets weren't a thing when he was growing up, but still, it's his hometown team because it's where he's from, and then uh, you know, he's uh, there back at the Prudential Center with the team that he's played most of his NHL career with, so, 
uh, you know, there, there's that. So I, I don't know if they're going to wait a minute. I don't know if they're going to do it right away. But the bottom line is he's going to get his number 19 retired at the Prudential Center. So, whoa, you're probably thinking to yourself, Trey, where is this hot take coming from? I get it. It's a hot take. A lot of you might not agree with it. In fact, some of you, uh, I was trying to do a preview of the episode yesterday with a poll, and some of you said, like, Trey, Zajac will not get his number retired. If so-and-so couldn't get his jersey number retired, what makes you think that um, Travis Zajac will? So I get it. It's a bit of a hot take, and a lot of you aren't going to agree with it. But like I said, it's a hot take for a reason. So you're probably thinking, wait, Trey, what about Bruce Driver? Why can't he get his number 23 retired? Why can't McLean get his number retired? Why can't uh, this and that player get his number retired? Well, the thing is, Travis Zajac, I believe he's in a different boat. He's in a different situation, and I'm actually going to talk about it in tomorrow's episode. So I did warn you, a hot take was coming. All right, and there it is. The question that I think some people have is, will Travis Zajac go to the Hall of Fame? And unfortunately, I'm going to break the news. I'm going to be blunt, and I think a lot of people already saw this answer coming a mile away. The answer is no. So when we're looking at his overall stats, I will, uh, you know, reiterate them. You know, uh, 1,024 games played, you know, and he led the league in games played during the 2012-2013 season. So, you know, that's good. He played in a, in a good amount of games, fourth all-time in Devils history, 202 goals, third all-time for the Devils organization. That's good for Devils standards, but not good for NHL standards. 348 assists. Good for fifth all-time in Devils history, but, you know, uh, for NHL history, he's, like, way off the mark. And then 550 career points, third all-time for Devils history, but... Like I said, you know, the, the, there isn't really that much competition in terms of Devils history for, you know, good forwards because we're mostly a defensive-minded organization. So when people think of the New Jersey Devils, they think of that rugged defense from the early 2000s, the late 90s, whatever the case might be, because uh, they're the reason why we the rules are what they are today. And essentially, like, you can't touch a player without going to the penalty box. So uh, the New Jersey Devils, I, I will bet all the money in the world that someone like Scott Stevens was the reason why the rules are what they are today. But, you know, when we're looking at Travis Ajak, Hall of Good, but not Hall of Fame. And uh, like I said, the casual fan just doesn't understand what Travis Zajac brought to this organization. So if Patrick Eliash is having a tough time, you know, making his uh, name uh, case to get into the Hall of Fame, then I really can't imagine Travis Zajac being a legitimate threat. And that's been the, one of the centerpiece of this episode, which is, you know, Travis Zajac was always solid, but he could never just get over the hump in terms of just, you know, winning those achievements, whether it's the Calder Memorial Trophy or the Frank J. Selke Award or when it's just, you know, like uh, off the rank award, like the Lady Bing Award for just being an overall great person. He, he has no accolades to his name. So that that's, uh, you know, what's going to hurt his overall, you know, Hall of Fame. Uh, if you want to say just contention uh, for the sake of argument, he has no accolades. And like I said, he ranks a lot high in Devils history. But in terms of NHL history, he, he just is, you know, in a sea of, you know, great players uh, surrounding him that are way better than him. So if that makes any sense. So for uh, Travis Zajac, really great career for the New Jersey Devils. Like I said, 14 years of, you know, hard work, sweat, blood, and tears. But, 
you know, uh, in, in terms of just um, when, when we're looking at it overall, you know, I, I had to be, you know, somewhat unbiased and just say Travis Ajax's chances of going to the Hall of Fame are just about as high as my chances of flying out to California and having myself a beach day. It could happen, but it's most likely, probably, definitely not going to happen, if if that uh, makes sense. But overall, for uh, Travis Ajax, uh, I- I'm glad that the New Jersey Devils have brought him aboard to be a consultant. So uh, if, if you missed that part of the episode... Um, you know, uh, he signed the one-day contract to officially retire as a New Jersey Devil. Then uh, they brought him on as a consultant. And this is where Travis Ajak will thrive because, you know, like he said a few months ago, if you weren't a 25- or 26-year-old player on the roster, then you didn't fit in. However, there's always room for a grizzled veteran to whip these young guys into shape, and Travis Ajak definitely fits the mold in that regard so he can be a leader for these young guys. It's nice to have his presence presence around. I love it when former New Jersey Devils legends just stick around and just try to help this organization from the ground up. So, well, technically we're not starting from the ground up, but still, you know, it's nice to have his leadership, his presence amongst the young guys and just amongst the organization in general. The New Jersey Devils were a lot better when someone like Travis Zajac is a part of our organization. And like I said, I think that was the best case scenario for him to reconnect with the New Jersey Devils because I just said, like, it's one of the reasons why I didn't do a dedicated Silly Season episode could Travis Ajak return to the New Jersey Devils? I did one for Kyle Palmieri, but I didn't do one for Travis Ajak because I kind of knew the outcome. The writing was on the wall, but overall, I'm really happy for Travis Ajak. And, you know, it wasn't a matter if, it was just a matter of when will he announce his official retirement. I guess there wasn't really a team that, uh, two scenarios, either there was a, like, a rebuilding team that kind of wanted him, but he doesn't really want to go back down that road, or no contending teams wanted him, so maybe it was just time for him to retire, or maybe there were a mix of teams that were interested in him, but he just said, you know what, maybe it's my best case scenario to just retire. So, for Travis Ajak, like I said, 14 years with the New Jersey Devils, uh, 15 years overall in the association, and um, you know, just overall what, what he's been able to do for the organization c- cannot go unnoticed. And so I hope you guys just enjoy Travis Zajac while we still had him. He was a great player. And, you know, I was rooting for him to possibly win his first Stanley Cup finals. And I felt like that would have been a great way to end his career. But, you know, uh, it, it's not worth it to reflect on, you know, what could have been or the has nots. And let's just focus on what has happened. So, like I said, the consistency, him being an Ironman, his overall leadership, and the fact that he was able to do just enough to keep himself uh, with this organization for a long time. And like I said, for Travis Ajak, I think that's all I could say. So let me know what you guys think about Travis Ajak. As for this episode, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils, and thanks for listening. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.